Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Robert Skim. Robert, I'm so sorry. I'm not. Can you say your last <laughs> no name? Worries. It's a mouthful. <laughs> no worries. Siglum Paglia. Yeah, Siglum no Baglia. That's it. And you are you're an attorney. Work with a lot of business owners. Um, we definitely want to go through. Kind of talk about best practices for law because, um, Robert, my experience is that a lot of business owners kind of get into business. They start doing the thing, and then they kind of look around. And go, oh man, maybe we should be kind of taking a look at, you know, our business entity, our legal structure, you know, our documents. And I bet, and I wonder if you have a feel for this, like how many small business owners are kind of behind uh, when it comes to uh, protecting themselves legally? Uh, high, very high percentage, especially ones that start side businesses. Yeah. Uh, in particular. So like you said, most, most people come up with an idea for a business and they just kind of start doing it. And so by default, they're sole proprietors with zero protection. Yeah. So they may have a, a job with, you know, the, where they're making wages and that puts them at risk, you know, for getting sued uh, on the side job, you know, and then attaching their pay. So like the one thing they want to do right away off the bat is keep those things separate, you know, by setting up some kind of entity, an LLC or a corporation. So for sure, Robert, what's the best website for you? Uh, my legal website is R-O-B-S-C-I-G-E-S-Q.com. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So Robert, uh, in terms of, um, you know, I, I, let's say that someone's working as a freelancer, they start off and they're like, listen, um, you know, I really love doing digital marketing or SEO. I've been doing this. I'm starting to get a bunch of customers now. Uh, you know, business is good. I'm going to hire a couple of people to help me out. Um, things are growing. Um, and But everyone's working independent. And so they've been operating as a sole proprietor. They've been paying some assistance online. And, you know, now they're bringing in some more specialists to kind of be a part of the team. Um, at what point do you recommend, and it's kind of might be a silly question, because uh, they uh, yesterday uh, could be, could be the answer to this. At, at what point does, should someone go from sole proprietor to it's time to break that out? Let's get that separated into an S, you know, into a corporation or an LLC. When when do we want to do that? I mean, I would want to do it, my clients to do it as early as possible, and it really depends. Like everybody's situation is different. So, um, if my clients come to me and they like say they have a side a uh, job, a full time job, um, and they're starting a side business. Or if they have a house that they own, and you know they've accumulated some assets, that I would say start your LLC right away, because the whole point of the LLC is to shield all those things that you've built up in your in your prior life. Yeah. So that no one, you know, if if you get into any kind of trouble, you don't have a contract, or whatever, you're not going to get sued personally. So that that is very important. If someone's just starting out at a college, starting a, a business, you know, then maybe you can get away with being a sole proprietor. But, you know, once you start to make some decent income, you know, like around the six figure mark, setting up some kind of structure is going to save taxes as well. Yeah. So, no kidding. Yeah, that, yeah, so those are, those are, those are the general, general, you know, generalities of it. But, you know, I, I always advise as early as possible because of the legal aspect of it. So. 
Certainly. So, so you have both, again, the kind of the tax savings, which are kind of a no brainer. It's like, how long do you want to keep paying extra to the government? Uh, and then of course the, the next thing would be, um, just, um, you know, just protecting yourself, uh, because if someone doesn't like your work, you don't want them coming after you personally. Uh, you know, again, just a little bit of legal protection. It's aside from, um, you know, kind of your entity, um, what do you what do you see as kind of that the some of the earlier legal actions or, or kind of legal adulting business adulting that you would see uh, you know with kind of that earlier stage business owner? I mean, even if you're a sole proprietor, there's a couple of things that you should do right away. That's one of them is get a, a, an EIN employment ID number, a tax mm-hmm. ID number. You shouldn't be using your social security number. So that's that's number one. Uh, maybe number two is to set up a trade, uh, some kind of trade name. Um, if you're, you know, if you're doing business in a name other than yours, you know, you should register the trade name. Uh, and number three, pro- probably the most important one is you should have some kind of contract, standard contract that you send out for all of your jobs that yeah. people could sign off on electronically. So that all, like most of the time people get into trouble, like business owners get into trouble because of lack of communication or lack of understanding or not meeting other minds, you know, expectations of the, of uh, their customers. So if you take some time, you have a template lays everything out as far as what they should be expecting that eliminates 90% of 90% of the issues. So that's important. I think. Yeah, right, right. And, and you know, I've talked to uh, mainly like, again, kind of freelancer type level business owners, but, um, you know, they say, well, you know, why do I need a contract? Right. And it's just like, I'm going to do the job. They're going to pay me. And I think someone who answers that probably has not been in business very long. <laughs> right. They haven't been in trouble yet. Yeah, that's right, right, right. Because, and it's what I think, you know, and here's my argument um, for like, you just have to have agreements, if nothing else, just so everybody has clarity on Correct. what the scope of work is and what the terms of engagement are. And so um, I think, you know, some some objection that I've seen is like, well, it's more friction for the sale if I make them sign this contract. And my argument would be, no, that shows that you really care, right? And you can, if you're going to be giving an agreement or contract, right, you could, from a sales perspective, you say, listen, I want, it's very important for me to make sure that we have a great working relationship. We've got great communication, that there's, you know, no misunderstanding on, you know, how, how I'm going to show up, what I'm going to be doing. So uh, there's absolutely a sales argument for that. So I, I'm a big fan. So for someone, Robert, who, um, you know, they don't have that agreement. Can they just go online and just grab something standard or what would you recommend there? Well, what I would, what I recommend, first of all, if they think it's scary using the word contract, call it a memorandum of understanding Ooh, right? I like and, that. And, and approach it, approach it as an educational versus a legal document. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you, this is what I'm going to do for you. And I'm putting it in a writing so you can see. So it's a customer service thing. Right. So it, it's people are more willing to accept that, you know, mm-hmm. it, versus I'm ramming a contract on your throat that you have to sign. So yeah. what I would say is for the legal end of it, what I like to do is I, I like to have my client, my small business clients do a summary sheet on what they, what they, what their business is all about and what they provide as far as services. Then I draft the terms of service on the back 
Mm. So I do all the legalese on the, you know, the small print on the back of it. So the front of the, the front of the contract is what the client has come up with as far as what they're going to be doing for the client, you know, and how much they're going to get paid and all those specifics. And then the back of the contract, you know, has your standard legal language on it about, uh, you know, where you're going to sue if something happens or, you know, all, all those yeah. terms. So right. I would say that, um, you know, they, they, sh- if they, they should, really hire an attorney just to do the terms of service for them really quickly, you know, that it could be used for every contract. It doesn't cost that much. It's, it'd be much more efficient than trying to search something out on the internet. Yeah. Um, and then, the, you know, as far as the terms that they want, you know, what they're going to be delivering to the client, they could draft that up themselves. So, yeah. Right. And, um, um, you know, again, this is a little diversion, but, um, you know, in terms of those agreements, um, do you do you care if it's like some sort of an online, uh, like we use a program called Quoters, for example, right? And I get their digital signature or their digital okay on that. You don't have to do the PDFs and sign and scan and all that stuff, right? No, absolutely not. I, I use uh, Sign Now or DocuSign. I mean, that's the yeah. best way best way to do it. Or you know, yeah. I mean, you, you can even have a contract in an email. Where is, is the, the terms uh, uh, on both sides, you know, so in other words, uh, you know, the, I'm the business owner. I send out uh, my terms in an email and then the client sends back, yes, I agree. You have a contract. It's not that neat, <laughs> but it's still a contract. Um, so I, I'd rather just have the, you know, the little terms of service with the little memo of understanding at the beginning that the uh, your client just signs off on a DocuSign or sign out. It's, it makes it much neater and cleaner. Yeah. Um, okay. So good. This is great. We're, so we've talked about entities. We've talked about um, customer service uh, agreements. What about, um, what are some of those earlier kind of really important documents in terms of like maybe working with contractors? Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, when you're working with contractors, there's a couple of things that you you have to make sure that you look out for. I mean, and again, it's laid out in a, a contract, mm-hmm. <laughs> thus the term contractors, but you want to make sure your contractors, um, especially in the uh, construction business are licensed. They have proper yeah. licensing and that they're properly insured. Um, and if it's in the construction business and they don't have workers comp, then that's going to come back onto you if something happens. Mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of thing with other, any other contractor. Like you want to make sure that um, if you're subbing work out, that you're going to be the one ultimately responsible. So you want to make sure that the, you know whoever you're hiring has proper recourse. You know, there's insurance, there's um, insurance in place if they need to be licensed. They're licensed. You know, so kind of do your due diligence. It's important. So. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, you know, and again, this, if you want to stay in business, uh, you know, again, th- th- just a little bit of extra precautions uh, can can help keep you in business and keep you profitable. Um, Robert, at what point, like, who do you typically work with? Who's, what types of businesses are coming to you? Do you, you and, and how do you engage uh, with those business owners? I mean, I work with all types of small businesses, um, even medium-sized businesses, mm-hmm. um, mostly in the arts, uh, voiceover artists, actors, musicians, you know, that <laughs> tend to need the help the most <laughs> because yeah. artists seem to be really, really good creative-wise, but uh, really, really bad as far as, you know, biz- the business and legal side. So, um, uh, you know, and I, this, is, this, is what I, this is how I engage with them. I, you know, I, we talk about when to set up their LLC, 
Um, there be maybe other issues with artists, like uh, whether to trademark their name or to copyright some of their material. So those are other things. And if, you know, if it was like a digital marketer or um, someone that does SEO and they had something, uh, some kind of formula that they came up with that's in writing that, you know, they could copyright that as well. So that may be something that any other small businesses may want to look into, or if they have a specific, specific name that they use in trade in business that they, you know, want to think about trademarking so that other, other businesses don't pop up and start using it and cause yeah. confusion. So now, Robert, you mentioned that you work with um, a lot of artists uh, pulling up your IMDB profile. You have been an actor in 70s. You have 77 credits. Uh, how, how do you find time to do this? Uh, I mean, I, that's part of my, part of my life now. <laughs> so uh-huh. I consider myself an attorney and an actor and an artist. So I, you know, I kind of just, uh, divide up my day by what comes along and, you know, prioritize yeah. and manage my time. And, and that's how, that's how I do it. And I've been producing things lately. So that's, oh, wow. it's easier I, I'm to watching control my your, schedule that way. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching your Super Bowl commercial here from 2012. There you are. Yeah. You're, you're starred in a, in a Super Bowl commercial. And I did. Good, yes. Good comic reaction. Look, good comic reaction. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This is fun. How did you get, um, like, um, were you, you were in law first or at what point did yep. you start like, yeah, what was your first, uh, entertainment gig? So I started out in law. Um, I started then what I did was, um, I just took an adult ed class in voiceover yeah. cause I was, I was interested. Um, and then after I took the adult ed class, I said, Hey, I want to try this. This could be a good side gig. Yeah. Um, so I, I took more classes. I cut a demo and my first ever gig was for the American Experience TV series on PBS huh. with Campbell, Campbell Scott as the narrator. So I did a couple of uh, translation voices, you know, ADR, where, where you know, they, you, they, they're speaking in a foreign language and I'm reading the, the subtitles over, over their, their voice. Oh, nice. So, right in yeah. Broadway Sound, you know, right, right on Rockefeller Center, Broadway Sound, where they do all the Saturday Night Live posts. That's where I, that's where my first gig. So. Oh, my gosh. And I would imagine you've probably met some celebrities in your time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've met, met and worked with many celebrities. Yeah. Um, and you know, then the, the, the transition to the, to the law, um, I wrote a book called voiceover legal Yeah, because you know, a lot of, because voiceover artists knew I was in a voice of awesome voice yeah. myself they, and they knew I was a lawyer. They started asking me these kind of questions. Should I set up an LLC? Should I trademark my name? All those kind of things. So what I did was I started, I wrote all these questions down uh-huh. And I made a book, I wrote a book based, you know, based on those questions. Um, and it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Um, and so that's kind of how, that's how it led to where I merged the, you know, the acting voiceover slash attorney work. So that's yeah. where I, you know, I, that's where I get a lot of clients from how I get a lot of the artist's clients. So yeah. So Robert, someone's been listening to us and they're like, man, I, I could use a little bit of help on the small business side and the legal side. Um, which website would they go to? Where would they go? How would they engage with you and or your team? Sure. Uh, it's the Rob's, R-O-B-S-C-I-G-E-S-Q.com, Rob Sig Esk, Esquire.com. Uh-huh. Uh, phone number is 203-663-2803. And the email is R-O-B-S-C-I-G-O-7 at gmail.com. 
That's awesome. And again, we'll have those links all in the show notes. You could just click on however you get to show notes. Look, they're there. We got Rob's, uh, we got Robert's uh, uh, website all linked up for us. Uh, Robert, thank you so much. I appreciate this. Listen, I, I, I love looking out for uh, my business owner, brothers and sisters. And uh, again, oftentimes a lot of these legal things are just, you know, they're kind of afterthoughts because we're doing what we do. We're doing what we love. Um, voiceover artists, you know, kind of same situation, right? They do what they love and they're like, oh, shoot. I should probably be paying attention to some of these. These are just just all a part of business adulting. Yeah, I mean, I I always say the legal and business are they're really intertwined. You know, like the legal issues are really your business issues. So they really once you get those the legal issues in place, you're kind of setting up your business also to run smoother. So that's how I look at it. All right, Robert S. All right, thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.